Faith City Church. Hey folks, welcome this morning and that we can gather together even if it's just online. It's great to have you joining us today, especially in this fall season as we're going to be exploring mission, vision, and values. So we're beginning with vision today. I just, I love that role in those, those images of our city, the images of the life of the church and, and coming together and the way they were laid out. Because I'm, I'm a bit of a visual person, I have to admit. I, mean, I, I like the looks of things, whether it's the, the beauty of God's creation all around us, like a well-designed building, uh, a nice guitar, or the lines of a, of a car. I, I just, those visual things uh, uh, kind of catch my attention. I'm told I, I have a bit of a gift for being able to, to visualize something and, and see it and then and then build it or, or make it happen. I can, when I can picture it in my head, I can usually figure out a way, way to make it. Debbie and I have, have never really been completely thrilled with the decor of our kitchen in, in the house that we bought some nine years ago now. I mean, it, it was functional. I mean, the kitchen, we, we could use it, but it was rather dated. And so... As a COVID-19 project, I decided to, to give our, our kitchen a little bit of a facelift. So Debbie and I talked about it back and forth, things that we liked, things that we didn't like, things that we wanted to change. And I began to get a picture in my mind of what could be. So, so um, I took some graph paper and I drew out the floor plan and the different changes that we were going to make. And I showed it to Debbie and she goes... Um, I, I, I don't see it. So I'm like, hmm, okay. Uh, I had a friend of mine uh, that does kitchen design and he did up a 3D rendering of what we thought we would do. And, and I showed her that and she's like, oh, that's, that's better. Like she could kind of get a little bit of a visualization of it, but she still really couldn't see it. So then I, I used an old carpenter's trick. And so I took some masking tape and I put tape on the floor and up the wall to show her where the different cabinets and things would be. And again, it helped a little bit. But she's still, she's like, it just didn't quite make sense to her in her mind's eye. She just couldn't quite wrap her head around it. So I began the project and I began to, to, to change things and, and get to work. And I'm happy to say that the project is done and it came together uh, maybe even better than we had hoped for. Debbie is thrilled, so, so I... I, I as that's a win for me that you know I did this project and it was done and, and she was happy and I was happy and and uh and so that that's a good thing but it all started with a dissatisfaction with the way things were and a vision for what things could be that's the power of vision it started with a dissatisfaction of the way things were and a vision for the way things could be. I want to actually pause there for a second. I want us to pray before we, we dive into this. So let's pray. God, I thank you, Lord, for vision. Lord, I pray for even a fresh revelation for all of us here today, that God, you would speak to our hearts. Lord, that you would open your word. You would open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear. And God, I pray that people would be encouraged today by your word. They would be inspired today by your word. And that, God, God, we would have a fresh revelation of who you are and a fresh revelation of who you've called us to be and how you've called us to express that, both as individuals 
and as a church. Amen. Well, when we think about vision, Proverbs describes what happens in the absence of vision. And I want to read from Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. I want to read it from the Amplified Version. And it says this, Where there is no vision, no revelation of God and his word, the people are unrestrained, but happy and blessed is he who keeps the law of God. I love how specific the Amplified Version is here. Vision is defined as a revelation of God and his word. Vision is not picturing yourself owning a Ferrari. Like vision, I'm not talking when I think vision, it's, it's not even about the visualization or some of those things that happen in the occult where there's, there's a step across a the line there. It's like, I'm not talking about that either. I'm talking about this is a, a fresh, accurate picture of God and who he is. That's, that's the revelation side of it. And then also, and what he is saying to his people, that's his word. So a revelation of God and his word. Proverbs 29, 18, the same verse in the Passion Translation says, when there's no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. I mean, that's such an image there. It's like if you can picture things, it's such a, a vision of, of joy and fulfillment. Vision is powerful. It can act as a rudder for our soul. It, it directs, it keeps us on track, keeps us from, from going astray. And that I believe it inspires us to action. Vision can help us to move from, from that discontent to actually action. If you've been in any church any length of time and you've heard a message on vision, you, you've probably, you're probably familiar with Habakkuk or Habakkuk chapter 2. If you're not, you're about to be because we're going to go there. And there's this prophet, his name is Habakkuk, and uh, he's writing towards the end of the Old Testament, and, and he's writing, and um, he's, he's having a bit of a throwdown with God. This prophet is like interacting with God in a very person-to-person um, -person kind of a way. He's addressing God, and it's because the nation of Israel is in such a mess um, there was injustice, there was violence, there was corruption, there was so many of those things happening. And, and the prophet was like, God, well, like, why are you letting this happen? And he, and he actually says in chapter 1, there's a verse there, it says, How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen, or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save? So there's, there's injustice, abuse of power, it, it's a mess. So God answers the prophet, but the interesting thing is the way that God answers is not what the prophet was expecting. In fact, he says he will use the Babylonians, like a, a, a culture that is so far from God and have their own gods, and so that he would use them to bring retribution and bring, and, and the prophet's like, what am I supposed to do with that? So he's just like, he's like, God, what, what, are you, what are you doing? They're worse than we are. So the prophet, prophet is expressing some dissatisfaction with the way things are, the way things were. He's expressing that. There's this discomfort that goes with that. There's the challenge that goes with that. When we're, when we're not happy about where, where things are at, that discontent is never comfortable. For him, it was the state of the nation and how God chose to handle it. That he, 
For us, it could be something completely different or it could be us just, again, recognizing the injustices in our own culture, the injustices that we see, the, the inequalities, the, 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 the abuse of power, um, you know, the poverty, so many different things that we see, the racism, the, the, the things that are so blatant in our culture, and we see those things, it's like, God, why don't you do something about this? Or, or it could be even just a recognition of how much our families, our city, our region, our nation needs Jesus. That recognition of that need for God and that, and that desire for people to know him. I, wanna, I want us to pick up the, the Habakkuk chapter 2. I'm going to start in verse 1. And this is the, the prophet speaking. And he says, I, in verse, chapter 2 verse 1, I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the tower and I will keep watch to see what he will say to me. And what answer I will give as his spokesperson when I'm reproved. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engrave it plainly on clay tablets so that the one who reads it will run. For the vision is yet for the appointed future time. It hurries towards the goal of fulfillment. It will not fail. Even though it delays, wait patiently for it. Because it will certainly come, it will not delay. God tells the prophet, write the vision down. He says, listen, Habakkuk. But it's interesting, it's almost like it's, listen with your eyes. See the revelation. See the vision. Then make it plain so that the one who reads it will run. He says, it's going to happen. There's an assurance to it. You may not understand it. You, Habakkuk, but, but be assured, it will happen. It will not delay. So it started with a dissatisfaction with the way things were and a vision from God of what he said it could be. Again, that's the power of vision. Now, Pastor Paul and I and the, and the staff and the leadership team, the board of Faith City Church have been praying, seeking God for months for, for clarity in discerning God's revelation, his word for Faith City Church. We, we know who we are, right? We, and we know we're called to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the heart of our city and to the world. But we're praying that God will bring, and we believe God is bringing, a clearer, great, in greater detail vision for our city, for our province, for our region. Our desire is to make it plain so that the one who reads it can run with it. So this vision isn't new, but I believe it is fresh. And I want to I read our refreshed vision statement. I want to read as, we, as, we, as we've revisited that. And here's what we see. We see Faith City Church as a large, growing church of different nations, cultures, ages, abilities, and walks of life, united in Christ, finding hope and purpose in the gospel. Faith City Church is where the felt needs of our community can be met and where in a welcoming place where our community can meet. We see our city, our region, and our nation experiencing God's presence expressed through an inspired arts culture. And at the center of it all, 
we see people transformed by the love and power of God through discipleship. We believe that's what God is showing us. We, it's powerful. I mean, can you see it? I, I want to unpack it for you a little bit. First, faith, get this. This vision is about people. Young, old, different walks of life, different status, different nations. Just an incredible diversity of people. And when we think about that, that's, that's biblical because if you look at Revelation chapter 5, verse 9, it describes this glimpse of heaven. John, who was one of the disciples, he was, he was exiled to this island and he had a vision or some sort of a spiritual experience or, or, I don't know, something out of this world. Whatever it was, he had it, but he was told to write it down. I just know it was intense. And he sees heavenly beings and 24 elders worshiping Jesus. And this is what they say in verse 9 of Revelation 5. It says, And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and open its seals. Because you were slain and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. Our vision is about people because God is about people. Jesus purchased us with his blood. He redeemed us for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. God so loved the world that he gave his son. God so, so loved us that he gave. God so loved you that he gave his son that we might be redeemed for him. People of faith, people, faith in Jesus Christ, his people. So our vision is about people. Our vision is also about places. So it's about people. It's about places. Places for the community and the church to gather. It's not about a building. The church is not a building, but it's, a, it's about places where we can gather. Acts chapter 2, verses 46 and 47 says, speaking of the early church, like this was very, very early in the church. Verses 46 and 47 says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They, they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So they met in the temple courts. That was a common meeting place for the Jewish community. They, they met in, in their homes, places that were available. They would just gather together wherever it was. They came together. It was about people. It was about places. It was about gathering. It was about connection. It was rallying points for, for people to connect and to grow together. So it's about people. It's about places. Our vision is about presence. About his presence. About God's presence. Folks, we can get a vision for a lot of things and we can get clarity and we can pull it all together. But if God doesn't show up, if the power of the Holy Spirit isn't, if his presence doesn't manifest itself... We can think about anything that we can come up with that's, that's good, that's strategic. But without him, we're done. We may get some results, but it won't be God's results. You know, we will end up being trapped in our own best laid plans. We need his presence. We need the power of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 and 18 in the NIV says, that's 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
He's spirit, and where he is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate or reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. His, his presence brings freedom. It breaks chains. It releases us. His presence brings transformation from glory to glory, transformed more into his likeness. There's no substitute for the presence and power of God to transform a life. Nothing can compare. It's incredible how worship, and as we gather together, and as we pour our hearts out to God in corporate worship, how God shows up. It just seems to, to be a magnet to the presence and power of God. I think it's our focus more than it is God's presence. It's just we become more aware of it. But worship creative people expressing themselves, leading us in worship in so many different ways. It focuses our hearts and minds on God and his presence. And when that happens, anything can happen. The spirit speaks and he acts. We even read in Acts chapter 13, verse 2. It's an instance where they were sending some people out. Paul and Barnabas were being sent out, but it says this. It's interesting in verse 2 of chapter 13. It says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said. So God speaks in those moments when we're praying and fasting together. And he says, send out Barnabas and Saul. Notice the context here. People were in a place of worship and the Holy Spirit spoke. It's about his presence. Our vision is about his presence. So it's about people. It's about places. And lastly, it's, oh, sorry, it's about people, it's about places, it's about presence. And lastly, it's about purpose. Our vision is about purpose, and our purpose is discipleship. And it's interesting because discipleship is about people, which brings us back to the beginning of it again, and it continues to grow and snowball from there. I know you've heard this from me before, but I'm going to read it again. It's Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. It's the Great Commission. And Jesus, one of the last opportunities he had to speak to his disciples, he pulled them together and he was speaking to them. And this is what he, he gave them their purpose. He gave it to them clearly. He says, he says this in verse 18, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's purpose. That's discipleship. That's not a program. That's walking with people, teaching, preparing them for baptism, baptizing them, teaching them, walking with them, making disciples. It's so important that we recognize the call to make disciples and to walk with people and to grow with people on this journey. To take us from salvation through to, to God's glorious return as we spoke about a few weeks ago. Our vision. It, it's a vision for what God is doing in us and what God will do in us and through us. But it's time for those who read it to run with it. It's time for us to run with it. We see Faith City Church as a large growing church of different nations, cultures, ages, abilities, and walks of life united in Christ, finding hope and purpose in the gospel. Faith City Church is where the felt needs of our community can be met and a welcoming place for the community to meet. 
We see our city, region, and nation experiencing God's presence expressed through an inspired arts culture. And at the center of it all, we see people transformed by the love and power of God through discipleship. The scripture said, write the vision, engrave it plainly on tablets, so the one who reads it will run. Folks, it's time to see the God-given value in people of all ages and nations and abilities and now more than ever. It's, it's time to be united around the gospel of Jesus Christ. No other name, no other cause, no other personality, no other purpose. Jesus and the gospel united around that above all else. It, it's time to, to provide more places more, more expressions, more opportunities for people to gather all over our city and beyond. To a rallying point to connect, to be transformed, to grow together. It's time for the presence and power of God to be so high a priority that everything else fades in comparison. That, that, that worship would be so entrenched in our hearts, in our church culture, in our lives, that every breath seems to become an act of worship to God and gathering his presence to us and expressing that throughout our city. It's, it's so important because I want the testimony of everyone that comes into contact with, with us through our expression of worship to, to, to say something like, Wow, the presence of God was there. I want to be known for the presence of God. That's our vision. We believe it's important. It's time for intentional biblical discipleship that teaches, equips, releases, corrects, loves, empowers, and multiplies. I love that. Folks, the, the vision is clear. The church is, is us. The time is now and the results are up to God. Let's run with it. It's time to run with it. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be unpacking, unpacking this so much more. Vision, mission, values, and how they apply. New initiatives, how we're going to express it. Get excited because there's a lot of great things coming and, and you want to be a part of that. Stay tuned. Make sure you're, you're following us on social media and so on to stay up to date on everything that's going on. But I want us all to prayerfully consider the vision of Faith City Church. I ask that, that you would ask God to help you see it. And to see your place in it and to know your context in it. Maybe, maybe you're like Debbie with our kitchen renovation. You have a hard time seeing it sometimes. Pray that God would give you eyes to see, would give you a revelation of what he's saying to us, to you, collectively. And I pray that, that God will, will give us a fresh revelation and eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to respond to what God is saying to us as Faith City Church. In, in closing, I, I just want to pray for us. I mean, this is important. I believe this is seed sown on receptive hearts. And I want to pray that God would, would just water this and make it grow. So can we just pray together? God, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for vision. And I thank you for passion and everything that goes with it. But God, we need your Holy Spirit. We need your presence. We need your power. We need a revelation of you. 
God, I pray for everyone within the sound of my voice that's watching this, receiving this. I don't care if it's now or whenever it happens, Lord God, that, Lord, they'd get a fresh glimpse of who you are. And if they've never had a glimpse of who you are, Lord, that you would open their eyes to see their heavenly Father, whether they know him or not. God, that we would have eyes to see and get a revelation of who you are. But God, I pray for those that are believers, God, that we would in fact get a fresh revelation of what you're speaking to us as a church, what you're speaking to us, who you're, what you're speaking to us as individuals. And God, that we would have the courage, we would have the passion, we would have the, the desire to run with it. God, stir that up within us. And Lord, we're not going to run aimlessly in this direction and that direction, but God, we believe you've given us a vision, a direction, and a passion to see people in our city and beyond one for you, Jesus, and set free and transformed by the power of God. So Lord, we release ourselves to you. We release our hearts to you. We release our own agendas to you and pray, God, have your way in us. Have your way in Faith City Church. Have your way in Halifax, in our region, in Lord and beyond for your glory and for the furtherance of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Have a great week.